Hello and welcome to this episode of the Minnesota Left-Handers Podcast. After an extended break, I'm back for a PGA Championship preview, among other things. A lot of other things. Phil, Tiger, Ricky Fowler, the NCAAs. Uh, Let's get to it here. I'll start with this. Ever since this move to May, the PGA Championship has sort of snuck up on me. I know it's been a lot of years, but there's something about the middle of the country heat in August that that I always associate with the the PGA Championship. I hated the move away from August originally because it largely took Minnesota out of the running to host this particular major. Hazeltine was really the only course that could do it in the first place, and May is kind of tricky up here this far north. You know, we can we can have good weather, we cannot have good weather. So. Um, I just kind of felt like it took Minnesota out of the running for that, which is always a bummer. We don't want to be overlooked just because of our weather. We got to deal with that with, with the MLB and the Twins and, you know, kind of that first part of the year anyway with our outdoor stadium. So um, anyway, just some frustration, some thoughts. Uh, there's so much good golf around here that I, that I just think that getting the spotlight on, on, on Minnesota is always just a good thing. This is uh, supposed to be a preview episode, though, so, so I'll refocus on that in just a little bit. I feel compelled first to discuss Phil's absence as the reigning champion of this particular major. I don't need to remind anyone that last year's victory made him the oldest major championship. Whatever you thought about Phil at the time, he definitely gained sort of that lovable oaf image and basked in that for quite a while. Then he just sort of seemed to lose his mind. Uh, as, as part of his absence, he, he pulled out of the Masters, uh, recently withdrew from this PGA Championship and applied to play in the first live golf event in London here in, uh, that starts on June 9th. Um, here's what Sky Sports had to say. Defending PGA Championship winner Phil Mickelson has withdrawn from next week's major at Southern Hills. The 51-year-old has not competed on the tour since January, taking time away from the game following his controversial comments about the PGA Tour and the Saudi-backed Live Golf League. Now, the PGA of America releasing a statement that reads in part, we have been just informed that Phil Mickelson has withdrawn from the PGA Championship. Phil is the defending champ and currently eligible to be a PGA Life member, and we would have welcomed him to participate. His absence from the PGA is definitely noticeable. Tiger was asked about it at his press conference on Tuesday. Tiger, um, what do you make of Phil not being here? Defending champion, great win last year that he had, and here he, you know, we all know what's going on. He's not here. What are your, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, Bob, I mean, it's it's always disappointing when the defending champion's not here. Um, Phil has has said some things that I think a, a lot of us who are committed to the tour and committed to the the legacy of the tour have pushed back against, and um, he's taken some personal time. And uh, we all understand that, but I think that some of his views and how the tour could be run, should be run, um, been a lot of disagreement there. Um, but as, as, as we all know, as a professional, um, we miss him being out here. I mean, he's a big draw for the game of golf. Um, he's just taking his time, and, um, you know, we, we all wish him the best when he comes back. Obviously, we're going to have difference of opinions that how he sees the tour, and 
um, we'll go from there. So Phil's experience, interaction, or whatever you want to call it, with with Live Golf, you know, kind of his 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 thoughts on that, his affinity for that, his his thoughts that it, it can reimagine what the PGA Tour is, um, sort of have have been a hot topic. They've been in the news for a long time, but it's becoming only just another layer to this whole thing. It does really seem to be gaining steam, despite Ricky's. Or uh, not Ricky, but but Rory McIlroy saying I think it's dead in the water. Back um, kind of when Bryson said no and DJ said no, and that was around Bay Hill time, I think. Um, but he kind of said it was dead in the water, but that doesn't seem to be really the case because it definitely seems to be gaining steam instead. It's getting a few names associated with it. Granted, like Robert Garrigus doesn't exactly move the needle, but Ricky Fowler's getting closer, isn't it? I mean, here's what he had to say. One more for you. Have you been approached at all by the Live Tour? And if so, what's your stance on that? Yeah, I have. Um, I mean, I'll be straightforward with you guys. I haven't. I haven't necessarily made a decision one way or the other. Um, I've I've mentioned in past that. Um, do I currently think that the PJ Tour is the best place to play? I do. Um, do I think it can be better? Yes. Um, so I think it's an interesting position and. Um, so I, obviously there's the Live and there's um, Premier as well. Um, these tours or leagues or whatever, however you want to classify or call them, um, they wouldn't really be coming up if they didn't see it, uh, that there was more opportunity out there. Um, I've always looked at competition being a good thing. Um, it's the driving force of our game. You know, being able to have games with guys at home, um, that's how I always grew up is competing. Um, I think competition ultimately makes people better, uh, whether it's business, sport. Um, so it's it's interesting, that's for sure. So live golf will always be a topic of discussion, especially until it gets rolling and we know who's actually involved. What will be interesting is how it finds its way into the golf sort of landscape. And I'm, I'm of two minds here, personally. Uh, part of me says that the PGA Tour just wants Monopoly. Uh, they want to they want to ban players, which they in fact did, uh, because they want all the best. They 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 don't like the competition, even though of course you know we're going to hear this from a lot of different places that it makes golf better. It makes anything better. Competition's always a good thing, um, and it, it would seem that the PGA Tour just wants this monopoly. But the other side of me says, you know, the Saudis are pretty much evil, and this is bad. So part of me says like PGA Tour needs to cool it. Um, but the other side of me says, I don't know that this is the place to do that. And yet, here we are, decision time. Players are going to have to decide. I mean, they're just going to have to make this decision. There's no, This thing is shrouded in such secrecy that I don't even know, like, we don't even know who's going to be in that first event in June, on June 9th, no less. It's only a couple weeks. JT had this to say. He, he basically said, listen, if you want to go, go. Like, it, it, it's fine. Like, no one's stopping you, really. You're just, you're just not likely going to be allowed back to the PGA Tour. Will that matter, of course, until the majors start to make calls? Because obviously we know that the PGA Tour does not run any, not one of the five majors. Um, or, sorry, I'm not one of the four majors. The, the, the major on the PGA Tour, put on by the PGA Tour, may, might be considered the players, but so the guys would miss that. But until the Masters, the RNA, the USGA, and the PGA of America start to ban guys, I don't think it's going to make a difference. Um, 
because why wouldn't world golf points still matter? Like, why wouldn't they still count for that? I mean, there, there's so many things that you've just chosen a different tour. You still get to play in the majors as far as we know. Um, so if you want to go, go. Uh, and then you have Richard Bland, uh, Richard Bland, who recently said, and I this was like this week, and I, I have to paraphrase because I don't know exactly the quote, but it was basically like, look, I'm almost 50. If you want to ban me, ban me, but I'm going to go make this money. Um, there's a price for everything. You know, how much money can I make? How, how For how many generations can I support my family? At the expense of, of, of supporting a, a political regime that killed a journalist? I, I, there's a price for everything. Richard Bland seems to have made his peace with that. Um and Greg Norman, he's not going to give up this fight. He's he seems like he's going to fiercely support his 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 guys. Um, here's a quote from an article in the Daily Mail. And now I'm I'm going to read this quote, but I could just read the headline. The Daily Mail has like the longest headlines in the history of the world. Um, it's like you don't even have to read the article itself, and yet here here's the quote that that stuck out again. It's right in the title of the article, but it says, "We'll defend you. We'll reimburse your fines." And we'll represent you if you want to go down the legal route, said Norman on Wednesday as golf veered toward court battles over the lucrative new venture of, of Live Golf. Um, and so his his argument all along has been these players are individual contract they're independent contractors that tying them so closely and so tightly to the PGA Tour and not letting them play. That's they're they're not like employed by the PGA Tour. Now, the PGA Tour can ban them, I suppose. I don't know. We're going to have to see. Greg Norman seems to know things about uh, the legal side of this that that I am unaware of, which would make a lot of sense because I'm just some guy doing a podcast. Um, so where this goes seemed to, uh, remains to be seen. It still, like I said, seems shrouded in this secrecy just weeks from the first event. Um, the leaderboard is sure to be interesting. I mean, from a who decided to go standpoint, not necessarily a great golf standpoint because again Richard Bland Robert Garrigus even if Ricky goes like so what not not moving the needle for me um what it means in the in the future though could be interesting because you're gonna have guys potentially foregoing like the KFT um in an effort to to make you know a ton of money yeah they won't have the the PGA Tour events and and the machine behind that but the money will be there to support their families forever, and and they don't have to battle the way that they do to get to the PGA Tour. You know, if you're some college guy looking to looking to make money quick, and you see this path, I, again, there's a price for everything. Can you make peace with one side in an effort to, um, you know, set yourself up for life? Who knows? Um, and it is also taking a large part of the media narrative of this major. I mean, Tigers, Tigers in the field here. This is, this is a big deal. And we're back at Southern Hills. The course looks different than it did in 07. Um, it's just, it, it, it seems like it's taking up a lot of, a lot of the conversation when um, there's a lot of other things that, that could be happening, that could be being talked about. Um, and probably, it'll probably just be another topic in a, in a, in a, in a year even. All right. Enough on that. Uh, but before, one more thing before I get on to the PGA Championship, I want to talk about the NCAA's, uh, the women's side. the 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 championship of the season uh, starts right after the PGA Championship. Actually, um, the women's side starts on May twentieth, um, and the men start on May twenty seventh. So it's like three or four days for the women, 
like a day off and then the men start. It's at Greyhawk in Scottsdale, which is just one of the many reasons that I want to watch. I I have a certain affinity for Arizona that um, I don't know. I just love it down there. I, I, I love desert golf. I could I could move there. Um, and yet here I am, the Minnesota left-hander, <laughs> kind of like the furthest from it. But um, I have not had a chance to play Greyhawk. If it weren't $400 a round, I, I, I would definitely do it, but I don't know that I can. The bank account's ready to handle that at this point. Um, so, I mean, there's a few reasons to watch. It's the fact that it's match play. Um, the fact that it's team golf just has a different aura about it. As a, as a high school golf coach as well, I, I, I just love that about the game. It's, a, it's such an individual sport, but we know what happens when, you know, the Ryder Cup comes around and we sort of rally around that and, and the team aspect starts to matter so much. And these guys, more than just a week a year, like in the Ryder Cup, they they know each other. They they live together. They they they're battling together and for like a years, and so when they get here, there's just I don't know. There's just something about the team golf aspect of it that I love so much. Um, and and for so many, it's the biggest event of their lives. And seeing them rise to that occasion is is always super fun for me. It will be on the Golf Channel starting Monday, May twentieth. Um, and what makes this even cooler, or more cool or however you want to phrase it cooler more cool is that no laying up is releasing a uh a week in the life stanford women this week um that's getting released actually uh depending on when you listen to this it might already be released it's it's being released wednesday uh, may 18th at 8 p.m um so that'll be a really cool look inside at uh the, the stanford women's golf team where the number one and number three ranked amateurs in the world uh play rose zhang and rachel heck respectively um so kind of getting that that inside inside scoop on some of that's going to be really cool. Some of that inside insight that again premieres on the No Laying Up YouTube channel on Wednesday, May eighteenth at eight p.m. Central. It will be appointment viewing for me. I will be there from start to finish. All right, on to the PGA Championship. I'll keep this short. It's long, it's tough, and Spieth suggested that it could be a high-scoring event. I thought the golf course was fantastic. I loved it. Um, I think the green complexes are perfectly fitting to the holes. Um, there's going to be a lot. Of, the greens play maybe three-quarters of the size that they actually are. There's a lot more runoffs than I remember into, you know, Bermuda chipping areas, into runoff areas that are mowed. Um, so you can be left with a lot of really delicate little shots. And then they have that hydronic system that a lot of courses have adapted now where they can cool it off and make it firmer, the firmness, whatever firmness they want. So they have the ability to essentially control exactly what almost score to par that they want, um, obviously weather dependent. But with, I think it's going to be a really firm and fast PGA, and I think it's going to be one of the higher scoring PGAs that we've seen. Now, I did play it in 35-mile-an-hour winds with Justin, so I saw it. I saw the teeth of it, so that could change. But um, it was it was a great test. I, I really enjoyed playing it. High praise there from uh, from a pretty well respected player. So I'm I'm excited to see um, you know what we get and are we going to get those 35 mile an hour winds? We'll we'll have to see. I know it's I know it's going to be hot. 
here today and and maybe even tomorrow but then the weather kind of backs off into the 70s for for the weekend it will play as a par 71 and 7481 yards um 7481 yards i'm sorry with a rating of 78.4 for reference here are the highest slope ratings of public courses in minnesota um courses that you might know like spring hills on there and hazeltine's on there but but rush creek plays to a 75.7 and blackberry ridge up in st cloud plays to a 74.2 as i said uh, hazeltine which at the time of the pj championship when it was last played here was the longest course for that championship um but that has since been overshadowed by kiwa last year which played they both actually played well over uh eight eight thousand yards which is insanity um, and Hazeltine plays to a 77.8 course rating. So if you've been on any of those courses, you know how tough they can be from the tips, and they still don't even match Southern Hills. So it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be really something. How about this Riverwood, where the state lefty is this year again, July 16th and 17th. You'll hear more about that very shortly. Um, from the tees where we'll be playing, has a course rating of 69.4 and plays to 6,065 yards. Uh, and I'll be honest, that course. You don't play it right, it'll eat you up. So I, I I can't imagine what Southern Hills looks like, you know. I mean, there's just something about um you know, watching golf on TV and the courses they play that we literally like we're both playing golf, but it barely resembles the the same thing. Um how about this? I read this on Twitter from from Lou Stagner. Uh he, he said that a five handicap would play to a thirteen at Southern Hills. And commenters on that particular Twitter post uh, who claim to have played that course suggest that that's probably being nice about it, uh, that it, that it's going to be even harder than that. So the breaking news from yesterday is that there will be some fireworks in the first two rounds as uh, as Jordan Spieth, Roy McIlroy, and Tiger will be paired. They go off at 8.11 a.m. Central on Thursday. Um, so how can you watch? Well, here is the television schedule we're looking at. Um, unless you have ESPN Plus Thursday and Friday, you are going to miss that round. It's on ESPN Plus, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, and then 2 to 8 p.m. on ESPN Saturday and Sunday, 8 to 10 on ESPN Plus, 10 to 1 on ESPN, and 1 to 7 um, on CBS, presumably all times Eastern. So um, there you have it. If you're If you're looking for some fireworks, you want to see... Tiger and 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 Spieth and and Rory, um, Monday and two or sorry Thursday and Friday are your day to do that. If you're heading out there, I would imagine you'd have free run of the course. You'd watch just about anybody else because I I gotta believe everyone on property is gonna be following those guys. So, um, with that, I feel compelled to send out a quick reminder. We have about a month, well, two months until the state lefty open. If you are interested in playing. Please email me at mnlefthanders at gmail.com um, to get on the mailing list. I, we need you signed up and paid by July 1 so that I can submit a number to the course. You can also follow me at all my social channels at, uh, at mnlefthanders all over on, on you know Instagram and uh, YouTube and Twitter. And, and you're going to find this podcast at Substack and wherever you're listening to it now. Um, Spotify, YouTube, all those places. So looking forward to that event um, out at Riverwood, like I talked about earlier in the episode. Um, reach out if you're interested. Thanks for listening.